Hello and welcome to another episode of Laying Down the Lore 40k, a lore podcast in which we aim to separate our Dukari from our Dark Angels, our Ternids from our Tau, and our Craft Worlds from our Chaos Marines, and generally ask, what's up with this Warhammer 40k stuff? My name is Ben Crow Barber, and I know pretty much fuck all about 40k. With me is my co-host, Christopher Crowlin Allen. Here I am. Who knows absolutely fuck all about 40k. True. And my dear brother, Darren. Prepare to be skinned alive. Who knows so much about 40k, it's a wonder he has time to do anything else. Over the years, this dichotomy between our levels of understanding became clear, and this series is an attempt to address that ignorance. Is an attempt to address Ben's ignorance. I feel very ignorant today. Is yeah, an attempt to bolster up Ben's significance. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why the intro has big words like dichotomy. It's purely to bolster. So you can't rhyme. Think of a word that rhymes with dichotomy. Cotomy. Try not on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, a rhyme for dichotomy. Trichotomy. That's where there's three people who don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Hang, on. A, Hang on. Hang that, on. That's actually, oh yeah. No, no, it doesn't work because you do have a clue about this specifically, but I mean, I'm specifically not sure about this and not about anything else. <laughs> so if we, if we did a show about anything else, it would have to be a trichotomy. <laughs> listeners i speak on behalf of you i'm very lost as well i have no idea what the barbers are going on about <laughs> oh, <laughs> just let them get it out of the system <laughs> whatever penfold <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if anybody uh either of you saw on the discord recently that somebody suggested that Crowl was this show's carl pilkington just boulder <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about that, Carl? Um, I never really watched that show, but I kind of get him. He was kind of the comic relief, wasn't he? He was he Ricky was, Gervais, yeah. which was ironic because Ricky Gervais is a bit of a buffoon anyway, isn't he? So he was yeah, the buffoon's exactly, buffoon. Yeah. So I'm the buffoon's buffoon's buffoon. Carl Bilkington kind of, I think he kind of represented the audience in a way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Holy he's, fuck. He's the, he was he was the well he was for me anyway he was the one that I most related to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little the little bits of the show I did see he just seemed like a frustrated guy that just didn't understand why things were they were the way they were. Um, exactly. I guess yeah yeah all right yeah I can relate to that. yeah sure. <laughs> just angry at his own ignorance that he couldn't understand what was going on. Exactly that. <laughs> and it was everyone else's problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. I'm Carl Pilkington. What else? <laughs> right. Fine. <laughs> Done. Before we go on, uh, big thanks to everyone who supports the show. You guys are amazing. Uh, I don't know why I said that so cap. <laughs> Sarcastically. Um, <laughs> you guys are fabulous. <laughs> if you want to support us, click on the Patreon link in the description and you can sign up today. For as little as three pounds, you can join our Discord. Crow, what could three pounds buy you? Oh man, a smack in the face or <laughs> membership to the Discord, which you choose. Nice, you choose. nice, nice. <laughs> uh, for an extra two pounds of Patreon, you can gain access to the full back catalogue uh, of our bonus series, Chunks of Dar. Dar, how how do you feel about Chunks of Dar in one word? Erotic. <laughs> Erotic. 
Um, <laughs> and also, if you're keen to support the podcast but you don't fancy a subscription, we totally get it. We hate you, but that's fine. There's a ton of other ways you can do that. Just click on the supporters link in the description and you'll find all of our affiliate links and other support platforms. Now, Crowley, you know what time it is. Citizen of the Imperium, it's time for frontal lobotomy or bottle in front of me. Hooray! I mean, yay! <laughs> right, crowd, do you remember what we did last episode? Uh, I think we touched upon Chaos and Chaos Gods, I think. No, no, it was after that. We had another one after that. Then no, I do not remember. Okay, this is going to go well. <laughs> Ask the questions anyway. They're my favorite 40k race. Uh, your favorite 40k race? Eldar. Oh yeah, Eldari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all, yeah, there yeah. it is. It's all coming back to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. It's all coming back to me. Uh, question one. How long did the Eldari rule for? One kilometer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one yeah. click. <laughs> <laughs> What I do know <laughs> is they. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what they didn't rule for. Hey, 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 hey! hey. I'm answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my powers of deduction. Bear with me. I may get there. So okay. what I do know is that they ruled relatively unchallenged for a long time. Okay, define a long time because that really, if you could define a long time, that may be the essence of the question, and may in fact be the answer. I'm going to say. Many thousands. I'm going to work up to the actual definitive answer, okay, so yeah. bear with me. All right. <laughs> n- n- several thousand, but not tens of thousands. No, no, more than that. More than tens of thousands, but not hundreds of thousands. <laughs> no, no, those are those that. are things you put on cakes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's no, hundreds of millions. Delicious. Or thousands of millions. Hundreds of thousands? No, there. hundreds of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> so they did rule for hundreds of thousands. This cake is really no, heavy. Hundreds and thousands are what the things you put on cakes are. They're not called hundreds okay. of millions. Okay. So Eldari Two separate cake. questions here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, go. I give up. I give up. When did the dinosaurs go extinct? About 65 million years ago. Oh, so close. It so was Eldaria dinosaurs? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they did write dinosaurs, Kral, so do the math. Whee! That's how they died. In the aforementioned <laughs> yeah. orgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who brought that velociraptor in here? <laughs> that is the dino orgy, one, yeah. That is one more claw than we need in this, uh, this orgy. <laughs> Triceratops uh, running right at you. Those are not horns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, Crow, I'm going to give you that one. I think you, I think, <laughs> by, by some weird trick. Was it 65 million? I think you said 60 million, Dar. Is that right? Yeah, about 60 ish million that they ruled unchallenged. Yeah, okay. Wow, Sweet. that was a long time, wasn't it? <laughs> I think any of the... Did you know that, Darren? The Eldari ruled for like 60-odd million years. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I think if we do have any paleontologi- paleontologists, are they the di- ones that study dinosaurs? Yeah. A boring I think. Now, this is an audio medium, but I just want to convey this sneering face that Ben made. Ugh. Paleontologists are they the one? Are those the fucking losers that study dinosaurs? I think you'll. I think you've misread it. It was more a kind of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from the uh, the meme from Django Unchained you know, meh, sort of face. You know? <laughs> you Paleontologist is actually. I think you'll find I look more like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know. Right. Question number two. Um, name three. Just three 
of the five craft world types I've written, I think just five of the craft worlds. Yeah, the, the five most famous craft worlds. Oh, they, don't, they don't have to be the names, it just has to be like what their, their characteristics are. Minecraft worlds, oh shit. <laughs> uh... right, do, you know, do you remember what a craft world is? They're basically Eldari places of habitation, right? That's where the Eldari hang out and live and maybe... Is a, is a wraith ship one of them? Or is that a completely uh, related... Well, a wraith ship is something we didn't discuss but does exist. Yeah, a wraith ship is... that is one a... of the craft worlds? I know, I know it seems a bit juxtaposition-ish to call it a, a, a wraith ship rather than a world, but is a wraith ship a craft world? No. Uh, no. Okay, then that is not... But a craft world is made of wraith bone. Correct, yeah. I am just picking the bottom of the barrel of my little knowledge of the bits <laughs> I collected from Eldari. Waystones, Slanesh, <laughs> wraith bone. And you just maybe... say enough of those key words. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, just to, gr- just to grease the skids. Sam yeah. Han, Bieltan, Ayandin, Alaytok, Ulthwi. Don't speak street to me, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Take that hood off. (laughs) Put that gun down. You ute. Um, (laughs) Do you remember what what any of the characteristics of them were? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, one of them were they're all about jet bikes. They just love jet bikes and, like, fast stuff. Yeah. They they sure did. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Uh, right, I've written in really, really vague terms. One was undeady, one was aspecty, Bieltan. One was jet bikey, Sam Han. One was scouty, Alitok. And one was warrior The one we've not mentioned that I've forgotten. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> okay, Kral, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Why? Why are you what? giving me these? Even I, even I'm, I'm like, joking. Like, You're not getting them. You fucking. Idiot. <laughs> I can be five million years off an answer, and you'd be like, "Yeah, you can have it." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even I think that's a little bit extreme. Question three: Which aspect warriors specialized in flame weaponry? <clears throat> the grill masters of Eldari two. Crow, crow, Turn to the left yeah. so he can't hear us. Fire dragons. Fire dragons. Fire dragons, Ben. It was the fire dragons, Chris. How did you remember that? That's fucking mental. My inner voice called to me. Do you know what, Kral? told me to do better, yeah. Do you know what, Kral? I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to give you that one. I should get that one, definitely. (laughs) Uh, What, final question, Kral, what is an (sighs) ex-arc? Something related. It's a former arc. (laughs) The Eldari. Exile. Fuck off, that was hilarious. <laughs> it's the arc I used to date. What? Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. That's almost as bad as that joke about the kid that used to be like really into tractors and then had a traumatic experience, stopped liking tractors, and then in a corporate job years later got stuck in a lift and it started to fill with smoke. So he breathed in all the smoke and then the doors opened, he blew it out and saved everyone's life. And then when asked about it, he said he was an ex tractor fan. 
It's such that a good is, joke. It's, it's a, a great, great joke. joke. It is a great joke. It's so great tenuous, joke. long, and painful. <laughs> uh, that is, I'm going to tell you now, that is the fastest I've ever told that joke. <laughs> Normally that takes, it's a good 10 minute. He good. didn't even get out his shadow puppets. It was just, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even do that bit with interpretive dance. Right. What is an excerpt, Crow? Uh, no idea. I'm going to have a guess. Is it something mecha? Is it something Eldarian mecha? Mm, like robot-y? It's, it's definitely Eldari, but I'm not going to give you any points for that because okay, that's all right. the topic. Is it Exarch, Exarch? Is it like some senior Eldari, super powerful authority responsibility, some super warrior or super authoritarian yep. type figure? Or yep. both? Nailed it. Yeah, I would say, yep. is it an Eldari Primarch? No. Okay, is it an old Dari Space Marine? Mm, no. Equivalent of right, but we're getting there. We're getting warm. Is it? No, no. You you, you were you were warm first, and now you're just getting colder. I think it's old Dari. That's all you need to know. Like a corpse yeah, at an orgy. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote here, and I don't know if this is a load of shit. An aspect warrior that does not change paths. What's is that? that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right, okay. And becomes <laughs> What's a warrior an priest. Aspect warrior? <laughs> so an aspect so the fire dragons that you mentioned, they're aspects as in they specialize in an aspect of stuff. So they're probably skill tree. war. Probably yeah. war. The yeah, fire probably. dragons chose the <laughs> flamey skill tree. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you got the sulfur warriors who are like just they Smelly. make a bang and scramble egg. Yeah, uh, they any type of egg you want, they'll sort you out. Right. <laughs> Crow, I'm going to give you that one. You got this is a new personal best, Crow. You got 75%. Yeah. I it it just how. shows that over a long enough time frame, he'll get questions right. How long have we you been doing this? Now? Just, it just smacks my GCSE years again. Never turned up to school. Scraped by <laughs> with 43%, and I still passed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think we've really summed up that last episode. What do you think, Dar? We've certainly summed up something. <laughs> I, th- I feel like we're really learning, Crowell. Do you feel like we're mm-hmm. really learning? I feel like you're really learning about me, Crowell. We're really learning about Crowell. Is anyone? Yeah. I'm really learning about how I can feel my blood pressure actually get higher. <laughs> <laughs> so last episode, we looked at the two factions or two of the four factions of the Eldar as was the Eldari as they are now we looked at the craft worlds which are the lifeboat Eldar and we looked at the exodites which are the wood elf Eldar the dino wood elf Eldar so in this episode we're going to have a look at the third of the four groups we're going to look at the drukari or the dark Eldar as was Sweet. different of course, from the Dark Elves, which are the Druki, because, you know, names. Uh, <laughs> trademarkable names. <laughs> because copyright law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the equivalent name for fantasy elves? That's the Eldari, and what's... So, the, I suppose you could look at it as the Craftworld Eldar are the High Elves, the Exodite are the Wood Elves. The Dark Eldar are the Dark Elves. 
And then the one we'll deal with in the next episode, the Harlequins, are sort of a mix of High Elf and Wood Elf. They're kind of performative warriors. Uh, what, then, sorry, what I what I meant was the so the Dark Elves are the Drukari, the High Elves are the what's the equivalent name to Drukari? Oh, the um, or oh, the Druki. Sorry, the Dark Elves are Druki, aren't they? Yes, yeah, the, the High, High Elves? Elves are the Azuri, ah, and okay. the Wood Elves are the Azar. Okay, no, I don't remember. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Nope. <laughs> so it's been re- it's been rejected by the Department of Crow. Yeah, well, I did agree. Yeah. We need a signature. We need a signature from the Department of Crow to move forward. Yeah. So, the Dark Eldar, the Drukari, are uh, were created or be- came into existence at the moment of the fall. So we talked last episode about the fall of the Eldar, the fall of the Eldari, where Slanesh came into existence and sucked out the soul of every single living Eldar within, you know, several light years, creating the Eye of Terror and pulling the the Eldari homeworlds into the realms of chaos. So you had these kind of, the Eldari homeworlds became demon worlds. And the Eye of Terror was formed around that. Chris, you had your hand up there. Just an observation. Everything's like given. Every moment, event of significance is like given a movie title, isn't it? Yeah. The Fall. You could just imagine like some gruff, dulcet-toned American coming this fall. <laughs> Starring Rob Schneider. The yeah. Fall. <laughs> See, I In a think- 24-carat gold comedy. <laughs> a lot of those uh, trailers i think would benefit from a really strong welsh accent doing the voice (laughs) yeah hey boy yo (laughs) the fall (laughs) (laughs) where the exodites had fled to the maiden worlds and created their kind of world cores of wraithbone as kind of isolated settlements and the craft world Eldar had created the eponymous craft worlds and so sailed out of danger. The Drukari disappeared into the webway. Now, the webway ha- was already populated with Eldar cities. There are entire cities within the webway, confines of the webway, outside of material space and separate from the realms of chaos or the, the Sea of Souls. And when the fall happened, the Drukari were safe within the confines of the webway and were, you know, protected largely from the physical destruction of the Eldari homeworlds. This is not to say that they themselves were safe from Slanesh because it became apparent relatively quickly that they were not protected fully from the grasping kind of thirst of Slanesh. And they found themselves aging at a faster rate than they would normally do. And that was their souls being drawn into Slanesh uh, to build up uh, its power base. I was about to say her power base, its power base. That was unique. That, that fast aging was unique to the Drukari, though. 
that is because uniquely okay yes exactly right so they're they're physically protected but not kind of metaphysically protected if you if you see what i mean there's an and was that, existential threat to them that was that the uh, only way that slanesh could get to them was that you know was it kind I can't of have last physically so i'm gonna have your age <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a, a kind of existential horror for the Drukari because they can live hundreds, if not thousands, of years in uh, their lifespan, but now they were reduced to half of a human's life in terms of. Ooh, oh uh, wow! They were having that much life force drained out of them, Chris. And was that um, an ongoing thing from that moment? Like they they went from living say three hundred years to only fifty years from then on. That was their characteristic aging. Yes, it became it became apparent within a few years of the collapse of the Eldari civilization that that's what was happening. They were having their life force literally sucked out of their body wow. by the god of excess, um, even while they're in the webway. E yes, even while they're in the webway. And that continues to this day. So from the fall to the present day in 40k lore, that is the existential threat to the Drukari, for which they have a rather gruesome solution, which is to offer up other the, the life force of other beings for Slanesh to feast upon. Now, they can't just offer it directly. What they do is... They will, using the most extreme measures possible, torture a being in front of them, like literally within a few feet of them. They'll torture that being to death over a protracted amount of time to create the greatest amount of suffering. And they will pull that suffering into themselves as energy. And then that uh, reinvigorates them. Uh, and then okay. over time, that energy gets drawn through them into Slanesh. So right. you have, in fact, that was discovered relatively quickly once the problem was identified. <laughs> by <and> accident. By accident. <laughs> Someone stubbed like their toe. The guy. Someone <laughs> stubbed their toe and all the liver spots removed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An accident, much like when the person who found out you could extract milk from a cow. <laughs> yeah. I just fell over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always wanted to try it. Um, can I just can I just ask? Was the fall an instantaneous thing, or did it happen over a kind of period of time? It was instantaneous. I mean, right. I think we covered last episode that the people that were like adventurers who'd go away for a decade or two and come back could see the kind of decline of their civilization. So a lot of people saw the writing on the wall uh, right. and were able to flee. I say a lot, a, a small percentage saw the writing on the wall and fled. But the, the beings that became the Drukari, they just lived their lives as normal. And in fact, the way the Drukari lived their lives is a kind of reflection of what the Eldar were as a race just before the fall. Right. Okay. So that they're okay. So they're really true to the form of the excessive Eldar. Yes, but their focus is exclusively on cruelty. If you can imagine every aspect of a personality at the extremes, that's what 
the Eldar were at the end of their civilization. But it's an interesting kind of changeover, isn't it? Because at the end of Eldar's or the Eldari civilization, they were in, a, in excess for the sake of pleasure, increasing yeah. pleasure. Whereas the Drukhari now are in it for survival. Yes. Yeah. It, almost exclusively for survival. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so obviously you have this big crescendo of kind of orgies and whatnot kind of leading up to the fall is the fall is that description is it is it specifically the moment in which slanesh was formed or is it really the the whole kind of rise and journey up to that kind of the climax it's the latter it's the entire tale from their greatness through to the eventual birth of slanesh is the fall of the eldar so you you kind of capture their entire in their civilization in its entirety within that kind of tale. Uh, so they the the solution to not aging as fast is to get another being tortured to death, and then the energies of that helps them satiate yes. Slanesh's. Do does it, is it like a one to one ratio? So does each Drukari need one being to do it, or, or can one being one tortured being? satisfy uh, like 10 other drukaris yeah you like have that. to gather literally... around yeah it's like a campfire so i mean you have to warm <laughs> yourself <can> imagine <laughs> <laughs> somebody gets a guitar out and <laughs> it's always a campfire all together now <laughs> sing it sister <laughs> no it's a um it's a great question because it's the amount of energy required increases as the drukari ages so there right. you see a reflection of the quality of the thirst of slanesh which is a thing of diminishing returns you have to keep upping the ante to get the same uh, okay. response and so in that is captured the kind of vital essence of of slanesh so uh I, I, overwhelming I young... after a while. you got like a whole hall of like tortured beings you got to like spin a lot of plates and like get tortured. oh yeah just kind of like round robin yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah. <laughs> if in a, like an ideal situation a drukari a single drukari member is able to get as much of the you know suffering and sacrifice as they that they need how much would that extend their kind of average 50 year lifespan um so a kind of basic foot troop it would last them a year or two oh wow okay but that means they have to constantly go through the process of finding wow. capturing torturing and killing <laughs> you Fucking know hell. sentient life to be able to really kind of like a fountain of youth kind of deal because it does make them younger. It returns them to their kind of peak health and physicality. And for the what's referred to as the Archons, the kind of leaders of the cabals, there's three factions which we'll cover in, in shortly. The cabals are the kind of warrior elite, kind of what most people think of when you see the Drukhari. Those leaders end up with like, have you ever seen those kind of university surgery rooms where it's the, they've got the kind of table in the middle and then there's oh, kind yeah. of an, a circular thing that goes up like 10 or the 12 stores. things. Yeah. So think of that where the 
Dark Elf Lord, Dark Eldar Lord, is sat in the middle at the bottom, and they're just in a kind of reverse cone mm. of victims Pain. being tortured to death, and that's their shower. That's how, <laughs> that's how that's how they get. They kind of give themselves a bit of a zhuzh in the morning. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how coffee. I do it. Best way to start the day. <laughs> the reverse cone of pain. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but so, what you find then is that the constant need to consume the agony of others is the kind of central engine that runs the Drukari civilization. Now, I mentioned there are the kind of three main factions. They've three. Their civilization is broken up into three broad groups. One is the Cabals which is what you would think of as the kind of standard Dark Eldar military. So it's made up of both trueborn and half-born warriors. The trueborn, it's, so it's all to do with cloning. and All to do with uh, what, sorry? Kind of cloning and eugenics cloning. and creating yeah, okay. the, the, the best kind of warrior. You then have various uh, kind of military assets that, but it's really, it's really, you've got to think of it as warlords. It's regional warlords. And each region that they're in control of is a part of the great webway city of Camorra. And Camorra is a, is a sort of artificial city. And you go, Darren, all cities are artificial, you fuckwit. No, what I mean is it's a it's a megalopolis. So it's a huge, huge conurbation, a huge urbanized kind of settlement, but it's spread all over the galaxy. So you have various districts dotted around the entire galactic map, and each of those kind of plugs into the next one through webway portals. And so these oh, portals, it's very much like Stargate, if you, you know, to give mm. you that kind of crude example. But the gates are always open and they're static. And you travel through kind of elaborate arches to go from one district to another. But that means you can travel completely across the galaxy on foot in a moment. Right. So, uh, and and if, there are numerous, numerous gates at the boundaries of each district. And the, because they're all kind of connected, uh, thus it's viewed as a single city and ruled as a single city. Whereas um, other factions and races have would identify different planets in different areas as completely separate, different regions and and, and worlds. The yeah. Jakari have. Are you saying they only have one place, which is the galaxy, and it's just linked? Through the webway, they just see the galaxy yes. as one single place rather than as many, many, many collectives. Yeah, they view their city as a single place, but each district is spread. Each district light is, years. you know, light years yeah. away from each other. And they, through the power of the webway and webway portals, they can just walk from one to another or fly. So, there's, I mean, there's various sizes of uh, portals or dance that they can to have. the other or skip, dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. They only skip. It's they. Yeah. they you have. You can't travel any other way. If you get shimmy. caught walking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to crab <laughs> everywhere. Like you just can't. They've got like you know anti-social behavior uh, patrols. It's like, hey, yeah, get yeah. crabbing. <laughs> um, is the experience of walking through the city like if you were coming up to one of those huge arches would you yeah. be able to see 
through it, would it just look like a normal arch? Like you can see through it and you can see the city on the other side of it or the district on the other side of it. Can you see where you're going? You're literally, you know, in corporeal space, light years away from where Uh, the district is. For a lot of them, yes, it is. You can just, it's like literally just like walking from one place to another because that's exactly what you're doing. Uh, In others, it's like, you know, the kind of heat shimmer you get on hot days just above the road. Uh, It's like that. Some of them are more kind of clouded, sometimes deliberately to, you know, dissuade enemy forces coming through but in general and it's like just walking through it's like walking uh, under an arch through a bridge that's it it's just a painting on a brick wall and some people just run <laughs> straight at it thinking it's a portal <laughs> like, like wily e. coyote style do you know what i mean <laughs> and then splat <laughs> It was a painting all along. They've got a good sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like little cafes set up set up around the side of it. And they're all just having kind of afternoon tea. And then when somebody walks into it, they're all like, <laughs> they all um, Leonardo DiCaprio mean face. <laughs> they're like, so they all do Ben Crone Barber mean face. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Let's, 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 yeah, let's coin that. Chris. Uh, back to just bringing it back to torture for a minute can uh do jukari torture other jukari and get the same benefits oh yes very much so and that's kind of like a delicacy for them because they oh really they, that's they, like they, each type the main course. even down to the type of way you torture a, a a being it gives their pain a certain kind of flavor <laughs> yeah mm, kind of that's... spiritual flavor waffer thin mincer <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So ignoring the fact that different districts of this city are in different regions of the universe or the, yes. the galaxy, what's the kind of overall size of the city? Is it like is it a is it like a London? Is it a New York? Oh yeah, is it's it it's it, it's like a, a London, but a London that's three hundred and sixty degrees. Spherical London. Holy shit. On what? On a tiny little rock of land. No, it's we talking about. It's it's it's, it's, (laughs) there's no land as such. It's webway, so it's built upon the kind of shimmering webway tunnels that are you know vast in their. So uh, it's not a physical place. It's not a. It is a physical place, but it's just city. It's completely artificial. There's no natural kind of rocky foundation or anything like that. It's right. built within the webway, so it's built. The lowest levels of each district is a kind of steel or wraithbone or whatever built directly onto kind of a force field. That kind of you know that that's what the webway is. It's a series of force field tubes. <laughs> just full of shit. This isn't a real place. <laughs> There's like force fields and globes and stuff. It's all very technical, Chris. You wouldn't understand it. I'm going to test you on it next episode. <laughs> it's a series this is what I'm of hearing. tubes. Yeah. <laughs> As was that's that was how the internet was described once by an American congressman, I think. The internet. As I understand it, it's a series of tubes. Uh, so yeah so in terms of its size i i would suggest spherical london but there are so many portals and webway gates within that that it has access not only to other planets but to actually just areas in space 
There are portals that you can fly an entire Drukhari kind of space cruiser through and arrive in real space. um, Cool. As opposed to the webway. But in terms of architecture, it's kind of cruel gothic. Everything is spires, towers, and spikes. And so where there are walkways, they're either... Yeah, they're either suspended (laughs) above their walkways between towers and in some cases between districts. But on the lower levels, they do have the kind of street aesthetic. Um, But it's a very, very dangerous place to walk around. Yeah, Not just because everything is spiky, but there are things that want to kill you and like eat your energy. Sometimes through eating. What? Sorry, outside (laughs) of... Kimura, outside of the web. No, the, at the lower yeah. levels. Yeah, it's oh, it's. Right. Do you remember we were discussing when we um, when we had a chat about Necromunda, the kind of lowest yeah, levels yeah. of the, the of the of the hive world or of yeah. hives, the the underhive. Yeah, it's that kind of aesthetic, but more so and more dangerous. Right. Shit. It's forty k. Remember, there's always a bigger fish, Ben. It's always, this, always, this is always, even the gnarlier. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. see the under underhive. You, know? <laughs> so, you said there were three groups, so there was the cabal. Oh yeah. So the cabal are what we would understand as kind of warlords, and they routinely are the ones that kind of sponsor raids into real space, into the kind of reality, to in some cases capture the entire populace of a planet and bring it back into Kimura, where it can be divvied up between the warriors wow. and leaders of the of the raid for sustenance, for lunch, basically. And so when you're talking about the Drukhari, you're talking about a, a, a race that consumes billions of souls a year. That's billions wow. with a B. You're not going to catch me at this time, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Is it only human souls? No, any sentient life, they, they will uh, wow. give it a blast. So you get, you know, orcs and tau, other Eldar, but because humans are the most populous, humans are the most common prey. Wow. Now, another interesting aspect of the Drukhari uh, are what's referred to as the witch cults. And these are gladiators. That's how to think of them. But the most kind of agile, nimble gladiators you've ever uh, seen in your life and they themselves also sponsor real space raids um and sponsor. the victims that sponsor yeah <laughs> this okay. raid is sponsored by <laughs> and so the the victims that they pull back in again they're divvied up between the various witch cults uh, if there's more than one and and some of the supporting troop types but in general they're drawn into the uh, gladiator arenas and so these are, if you can imagine the Colosseum, it's not, not a difficult Coliseum. thing to do. The Colosseum. Uh, or any stadium or arena, Darren, because, you know, it's not all about ancient Rome. But if you can imagine uh, an arena full of dark Eldar watching the populace of a planet being tortured and murdered for entertainment. Um, like at the Colosseum. Like at the Coliseum or any <laughs> NFL stadium, um, <laughs> the, cl- the the higher ranking you are, the older you are, or the the more powerful you are, the closer you're sat to the arena, because 
there's so much death and torture being carried out in the arena that the kind of pain, life force energy washes over the crowd. And so, you know, the closer you are... People the in the first three rows will get wet. <laughs> yeah. And not just because you'll get younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know those moments when our strength fades, when we hesitate, when we suddenly age several years in the blink of an eye. We've all been there, and in those moments, we look for something that lifts us. Something that makes us feel strong. And that's the power of torture. When someone's pain makes you feel young again, it can make your doubts disappear, give you the courage to dare, and that's worth celebrating. Own it. Embrace it. Maybe it's a stub toe. Maybe a spiky outfit that makes you feel spiky. Or maybe it's the agonizing screams of your victims. Whatever makes you feel young is worth it. And for me, it's my hair. And that's why I choose Suffer by Boreal. When my hair looks like a thousand melted faces, I feel luminous. When it's full of death, I feel full of life. So when I take that last look in the mirror before a raid, I think, yes, I feel spunky. Suffer Hair Treatment by Boreal Kimura. But they, I mean, the witch cults are—they—they they revel in hand-to-hand combat, and they're—they're they're absolute masters of it. They also have access to, or they also have beast masters, which are uh, kind of witch gladiators who ride uh, hoverboards and command the kind of uh, really unelegantly. They call it whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, middle-aged they... person on a skateboard. <laughs> Hey, how, how that do I was stop? one time. Do I put my feet down or do I? <laughs> do they have really dope sneakers like um, Back to the Future as well? Whoa. No, actually, they're barefoot. How's that for a dull factoid? <laughs> they control the hoverboard with their toes. <laughs> Please tell me that's a joke. No, that's not a joke. It's actually true. It's how it's sculpted that's... in the figure as well. Um, wow. Does the hoverboard have guns and do they control those guns with their toes as well? Not those hoverboards because they're <laughs> specific to just moving around. But there's a troop type called the Hellions that do have hoverboards with guns that they control with their feet. Yeah. Fucking You have to tap brilliant. dance it into action. <laughs> <laughs> River dance. Yeah. But as I was trying to say, the Beastmasters control, well, beasts. And they have various types of alien life form that, you know, they can send into the massed ranks of slaves. And from one aspect, either pet them to death if they're controlling birds or have them pulled apart by their enormous blue gorillas called the Clawed Horrors, if memory serves. Have him pulled apart. Sure. <laughs> have <Okay. him. laughs> oh, I've broken a fingernail. Have- have that man pulled apart. No, it's grown back. <laughs> <laughs> Have the boy pull this man apart. 
the, the boy, sir. You, you pulled this man apart. <laughs> the the witch cults are also the kind of home of the Reaver jet bikes. So these are gangs of jet bikers. Effectively, they're the kind of hell's angels of the skies and performing the gladiator arenas or the witch arenas, performing elegant kills with the kind of massive razor blades that are kind of stuck onto the sides of their bikes. They kind of swoop down and try and decapitate a few people on the go to the huge adulation of the crowd. So it's very much if... The reverse cone of pain is a shower. The arena is kind of a, like a public baths of regenerative pain. Cool. I'm liking the uh, the the analogies here. These kind of relaxed R and R type of analogies. Yeah. And these are like <laughs> Reva bikers. I'm sure they're very badassery when they're when they're in their prime. I like to imagine their kids and their offspring, though, are like shitty little twat teenagers on 50cc <laughs> Just like <laughs> razzing around at 2am, the estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the Hellions are. That's what the hoverboard guys would be. Uh, I really the want ones like that adolescent. kind of zip around. Yeah. Yeah, right. With, with L plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with no with spiky l plates yeah with spiky l plates yeah l for elf right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the final uh kind of faction in the triumvirate of power are the homunculus covens not homunculus cousins homunculus covens and these are, how would you describe them, the best bit. Have you ever seen Hellraiser? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the Cenobites. They're, or rather, they're the ones that would create the Cenobites. They are the kind of... Is that the dude with all the fucking pins and shit in him? Exactly right, yeah. Right. Uh, referred to uniquely pinhead. as Pinhead. Yeah. Mm. That's what that name <laughs> So how did you get the name? Really? <laughs> you fucking well, uh, I'm uh, Archibald Pinhead the uh, Third. <laughs> it's a family name. It's coincidence. It's a family name. It was an accident. <laughs> yes, the homunculus or homunculite, given their plural uh, noun. It, they are the pain masters. They're the kind of they're mixed between Frankenstein and evil, an eviler version of Frankenstein. Uh, so <laughs> they are the kind of flesh crafters, uh, resurre- resurrectionists, uh, and resurrectionists. <laughs> no, it's a uh, resurrectionist. Baby. Really big shoe. <laughs> <laughs> really big shoe. I'll be there at tennis. Sean Connery as the resurrectionist (laughs) at Wimbledon. (laughs) So these are the ones that not only delight in creating kind of evil abominations to use in warfare, but they're also kind of the masters of in the art of pain generation and creation of specialized troops or mercenary groups that can be used for either the cabals or the witch cults or indeed their own covens when they go into real space to raid and pull out kind of the uh, populace of a planet. They are probably without exception the oldest dark Eldar 
or Drukhari individuals in the galaxy, some of which even predate the fall of the Eldar. So wow. they were they've the been fall. A, the fall. Um coming this fall, the fall to <laughs> fall, the fall, 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 fall. <laughs> Sorry, uh, so kind of the kind of core functions of these guys is to keep the lords of the Drukari alive. They have other interests and other functions and their own kind of projects and stuff, but their most kind of sellable skill is that of resurrection. And what do you mean by resurrection in the, when it comes to the Drakari darn? Well, I'm about to tell you, darn. So stop <clears> what did uh, 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 that thing you said? <laughs> Cairo! <laughs> uh, <so> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> are we going to explain the Cairo thing? No, because no, we're not. We're just going to move on. No, we're just going to move on. We're just going to move on. If, uh, if you do want to find out, you'll have to subscribe and come and chat with us on Discord. When a Drukhari uh, is injured or indeed when they're injured to the point of death, their soul kind of clings to their body in kind of desperate terror uh, because they don't want to be... No, uh, I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. If their remains can be brought to a homunculus within a, a, a kind of fairly short time period... Their body can be regrown and their soul can be forced back into their body. Um, wow. Jam it in there. <laughs> jam it in. Like a, sh- like a they- shoehorn. Yeah, and then they're... Uh, then like they a twinkie are- through a keyhole. Smush it through. <laughs> ram it in there. Good, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about souls, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they fist the soul back into the body and then <laughs> and then it, the the body regenerates usually through the torture of many hundreds or perhaps even thousands of uh, beings to wash the body with this kind of vitalizing energy. When a real space raid is kind of going to be carried out where uh, the likelihood of treachery and betrayal, which is ever constant within the kind of uh, the bounds of Kamora and beyond, what you'll find is a Drukari lord of any stripe or witch cult or ca- uh, cabal or indeed even the homunculus themselves will cut off a bit of themselves and leave it with a homunculus, a trusted homunculus, so that wow. if they die while on raid, their body can be regrown and the soul will come back to it and be, as Ben said, fisted back into the, uh, the corporeal <laughs> form. Wow. Uh, and so, I'm going raiding. Here's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, a, uh, just a lock of hair would have been absolutely fine. Yeah, like, then, but, no. I just wanted a finger, motherfucker. What the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> I wasn't using it. Like, just the offcut of a toenail is... This is weird. This is... <laughs> Could here's you? my penis. Yeah, here's hang on. Here's my penis. I'm going raiding. Also, make my penis bigger while I'm out raiding. <laughs> <laughs> if I die, if I die, and you have to bring me back, make it huge. <laughs> I know. I know. I've just got a vision of this walking penis going through the streets of Camorra. <laughs> I successfully raided. <laughs> it's just a penis with an idiot hanging off it. <laughs> Wow. 
You were going to ask, Ben. I've completely forgotten. <laughs> 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 it doesn't even matter now. <laughs> so the homunculus covens are also responsible for creating kind of two of the most terrifying war engines they have. One is the Talos, which went through a change from 3rd edition to 5th edition. There was a, a, a kind of subtle change. See if you can notice it. In the first kind of form, it was the Dark Eldar equivalent of a kind of dreadnought, but it was kind of a, like an AI programmed kind of thing. It had it had a cortex in it from a, a, a tortured Dark Eldar. But what it would do is it would hover across the... It looks like a scorpion with no legs. It's got the kind of pinchy claws, which can be changed out for other weapons, and a tail that curves over itself, which has what's referred to as splinter cannons attached to it. Uh, If you'll recall, dear listener... Fires massive rats. If I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was so good that was so good in, in dress robes <laughs> thanks <laughs> um no that's thrown me off now completely i've just <laughs> <laughs> with the kind of craft world eldar they have shuriken catapults is their main kind of weapon so these fire tiny like ninja-esque throwing stars the Drukari version of that is a splinter gun, so it fires crystal shards out that can pierce armor, but also they've got a neurotoxin in them, so you die the most painful death. So again, it reinforces this aspect that everything about the Drukari causes pain as kind of a matter of course. Why kill someone instantly when you can kill them slowly and painfully, right? Exactly right, yeah. But do they not have to be near them to benefit from that suffering like yes if you if, yeah like what's the kind of range like if you fire one of these things and someone's 24 inches meters, 24 <laughs> inches we've been through this yeah yeah oh, right. okay. All right. just um, like my penis that i left with that homunculi <laughs> after you left it with that homunculi I think. Uh, yeah. make this at least Two inches bigger. I've just had a look at the um, the Talos figure. That is fucking crazy. I don't even really know what I'm looking no, at. That, no, what you've Googled there, which you shouldn't <laughs> do because this is not a visual format, you've Googled the second incarnation. That's what will come up. So the first incarnation uh... is this kind of metallic thing powered by uh, a Dark Eldar Cortex and it, as looking it's like cool. a legless scorpion that hovers. And as Got it goes you. forward, if it captures you, what it does is it grabs you and stuffs it in the kind of mouth part at the front, and you are flayed alive, and all your kind of vital essence is pulled out of you as much as possible, and then that's transmitted to nearby dark, or nearby Drukari units to give them that benefit of the kind of zhuzhing from pain. Now, that went from that in the third edition to the Talos, as it became known, the pain engine, which is Frankenstein's monster on steroids, but no legs, kind of stuck where the body of that hovering scorpion would be. Uh, And it causes much the same kind of damage, except it doesn't shove you inside itself that this is a very erotic description for no (laughs) particular purpose but now it just kind of crushes you and minces you up 
uh, with its kind of various bladed limbs. Uh, I think I think what's... I'm looking at the this later edition. It actually looks yeah. quite. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, it's got, it's like, it's uh, got a some major in the middle of it, and he's just wearing a yeah. bunch of armor, basically. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. got some yeah. fucking serious guns on him as well, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pow, yeah. pow, two tickets to the gun show. Pow, pow. So it still has the kind of arms that will kind of kill you and cause pain. It still has that kind of scorpion tail coming over with the various weapons that can be attached to it. Um, but, but the cabals and the witch covens can hire these uh, to come out and support their units in battle. And <laughs> when it does, it's usually associated with a, a unit type called the racks, W-R-A-C-K-S. And those are homunculus in training. So those are the um, apprentices, and there's usually squads of five or ten of them that go into battle when these kind of major assets are loaned out to other wards. Hire an Eldar Talos pain engine.com. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm picturing. <laughs> and they're stored in like some industrial estate kind of forecourt. You have to go yeah. around to like, yeah, like Grimsby <laughs> Industrial. Yeah, got to keep the kids. Don't break in there. Don't go looking around. That's not. That's Jesus, not. A, no. That's not a warehouse yeah. you want to be it's in. Managed by one dude in like a porter cabin. He works. Seven days <laughs> yeah, a week. yeah, on night shifts. <laughs> there was then a a kind of upgrade, but it's actually a separate engine that the homunculus create, which is the Kronos engine. What that is is. If you take a Talos pain engine and replace everything with tentacles and a, a, a huge kind of pain engine on the back of it. And what that does is as it floats forward, its tendrils whip out and grab enemy infantry or light vehicles. Like an anemone. Uh, what, yeah. Uh, <laughs> drains them dry of their essence and then projects that in an aura around itself for it nearby Drukari units to be able to <laughs> absorb. And when you're seeing this happening to your kind of squad mate, if you're facing one of these things, it just <clears> does look like those various scenes from mummy movies where the mummy is fine and then it's beaten and it ages you know, hundreds uh, yeah, of years yeah, yeah. instantly. It's that kind of aesthetic. Uh, wow. So you've got this dusty, flailing, tentacle, evil octopus monster. You know, that's it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Watch way. out for the dusty, tentacly, waving, flailing. <laughs> Which one? Oh, he's dead already. Yeah. <laughs> we need, tell a, me we need a snappier enough. term for, for this thing. Let's just call it Thing from now on. Maybe that'll <laughs> save yeah. some more guys. <laughs> Gary. We're going to call it Gary. <laughs> yeah. And so the final kind of creation of the homunculi, or one of the more common creations of the homunculi, are what's referred to as grotesques. And these are ogre-sized. Um, so you get a, a human, you pump it full of neurotoxin to drive it insane, and then you pump it full of steroids so it gets buffed up and it grows. You pull it, fill it full of growth hormone as well, so it grows to be about 10 to 12 feet tall amputate various parts of it and replace them with uh, Drukari technology, including a liquefier gun, which is a, a kind of short-ranged liquid flamethrower style thing. But if it touches you, you melt. 
So it's kind of literally, it liquefies you in the most agonizing wow. way possible. Again, take Naz Red. Brought to you by the same <laughs> yeah. people that brought you the Ninja Bullet. The liquefier. <laughs> or the JML. Liquefier. I'll accept JML as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so while those are the three kind of main factions, the Cabal, the Witch Cults, and the Homunculus, the Homunculi, you do also have kind of other mercenary groups, Drakari troops within Camorra. You have the Incubi warriors, and those are the traitorous sons of the original exarch or the original phoenix lord of the striking scorpion aspect warriors oh okay Ara arha araha the black araha is araha harumbo they they were believed to be the original Phoenix Lord of the Striking Scorpion Aspect Warriors that we are they the stealthy on ones? last episode. Those are the green kind of heavy armor stealthy ones. Yeah, right. Heavy uh, armor stealthy ones. That doesn't sound like a doesn't sound like bring a, in the heavy armor a, stealthy uh, ones. Yeah, it's like you've not thought about this, have you? <laughs> clank, clank, <laughs> yeah, clank, clank. Oh no, they're both stealthy Here's and non stealthy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> bring yeah br- bring me my covert dreadnought yes it's, it's that kind <laughs> yeah. of idea yeah that being w- is believed to have created the incubi warrior kind of priests uh, and they are effectively drukari aspect warriors who that's cool use massive two-handed swords that that's their kind of weapon of choice the other kind of two main Mercenary groups then are the Scourges, which are Dark Eldar, Drukhari warriors who go to a homunculus and say, I want to be able to fly. Uh, and so without any That's anesthetic at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. Without any anesthetic, the homunculus uh, hollows out all of their bones and grafts on a pair of wings onto their back. And then these wow. warriors then fly up into the kind of um, the pinnacles of all the towers of Camorra. And if they can make the journey from the homunculus's lab, which is usually at the very bottom of the various districts that they can be found, to the very top of the pinnacles of the district that they're in, they are then considered to have passed the test and be have become what's referred to as a scourge and these wing troops they're masters of heavy weapons and so that you have effectively a budgie with a missile launcher that's how to think (laughs) an angry budgie with a missile launcher neat that journey from the bottom of the district to the the top of the spires is perhaps the most dangerous thing any being could do because you've got to first get through all the gangs that run the kind of underworld of uh, of Kamara, then get through the areas which are either controlled by the cabals or the witch cults. And then above that, you still have to deal with the Reaver jet bikes um, and the various mm. aircraft of the uh, Drukhari <laughs> forces, plus snipers, plus other scourges. And then at the very top, other scourges and spaceships, because and if you're that's lucky, where the... you find the secret level. Yeah, yeah. You get the and if, and, and above all of that, 
gravity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and beyond that, Jimmy Savile with a medal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a scourge. Now then, now then. <laughs> Don't touch uh, my wings. In terms then of the oh sorry, the final kind of aspect of the Drukari nature I want to talk about is its relation to chaos. Don't like it. It's not a fan. Oh. But there are elements of the Drukari through, you know, within their history who have either become infected by the kind of shadowy darkness of Camorra as manifested in terms of its closeness to the warp. It's, you know, it's, it's with the warp, but not of the warp. Or indeed have made deals with the, uh, the chaos powers. These then become what's referred to as the mandrakes. These guys went through, again, very much like the Talos went through a, a big kind of design aesthetic change. When they first appeared, they were kind of patent leather clad S&M maniacs who could uh, move into the shadow and disappear and reappear in another shadow. That's, you know, uh, And they wow. had pistols and knives. That was their kind of uh, weaponry. Go to 5th edition where they look like kabuki demons so they've got the what would you would recognize stylistically as big kind of samurai trousers you know the big flared uh style Very comfortable. Uh, lower garment incredibly comfortable but their bodies then are slightly warped and they've got runes carved into their chests and their blades then look like the nightmare versions of butcher knives and instead of having a pistol, they're able to fire from their hand. Basically, you know, their hands are flamethrowers. They can shoot bale fire at their enemy and kind of burn them with the evilness of Drukari and Chaos combined. In some instances, I think they had I think they had the demon kind of keyword, but I'm not sure. But indeed, that's how they played. They were able to then kind of be summoned into battle. So they were the scouts. They were the ones that could uh, fire ahead of the main force, jumping from shadow to shadow uh, and you know became assassins, effectively, for hire. Drukari! With, um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. with all these units that kind of have their hands and appendages swapped with weaponry, I imagine there must be like feeding time They've got to have like troughs or like something like that. Do you know what I mean? They can't. They can't pick up a cup of tea. They, do you know what I mean? So they just have to kind of line up like cows. It's just like tubes from a trough or something like that. Yeah, it's just tubes. What's a series of tubes, the, the, right, Darren? Yeah, it, yeah. The internet. So the uh, <laughs> there's some evidence in the lore that uh, eating is actually an aristocratic kind of affectation. If you Fancy. can, if you can, you know have a person in front of you tortured to death and you're revitalized, you don't really need to eat. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, ergo, you don't need hands? Well, I mean, I mean, they would be useful if only for pointing, say, that one. I want that well, one to die. I don't know. I mean, okay, fine. I mean, it is the world of Warhammer 40k, so you tell me, you know, if that's the way. But, like, staving off old age isn't the same as just daily sustenance. 
Well, I mean, that's true. Man still needs to eat and drink. Person still needs to eat and drink. I would say, though, that you're not really kind of staving off old age. You're returning to the kind of peak physicality of your being. Okay, fine. But yes, that is is them eating. Torture is eating. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I suspect they do have maybe some sort of evil spiky sandwich somewhere. Yeah, that's that's thrown at them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they don't have to. They don't have to like use their claws or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. missing yeah. appendages. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just thrown mm. at them. It's just rubbed into their face, and then they, <laughs> <it's just laughs> that way. <laughs> All so of a cheap sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I'd really add at the end of this is, with all this kind of horror and pain and terror. It's a fairly bleak place, the uh, the Drukari realm of Komora, and it's Doesn't kind of sound great. satellites. It's not really anything that's kind of, you know, there's no sunlight. There is light from uh, captured stars in some of the areas, but it's it's never a healthy kind of, you know, body warming light. It's a cold, bleak, dark place, um, filled with equally cold, bleak, dark people. Is the name a play on Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. It's got it, it is, right? right? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a bit too... How, how do you spell Is it just Gomorrah but with a K or a C? No, it's a C-O-M-M-O-R-R-A-G-H. Right, okay, yeah. Literally as close as to Gomorrah as you can get. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the typical GW spelling Gamora wing name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Gamora. Oi, oi, Kral. If you were going to be a Ducari, I am a Ducari. Who in I your would life, torture you. You would, would be the first person. Would you torture you first, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's why he's getting younger. And look at this fucking state of me. I think the two oh. of you, Drakari. <laughs> My form of torture to Ben would just play on his OCD. I would just be like, "You see that picture, Ben? Look how wonky I'm gonna make it." Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like, no, it corrected itself. Yeah, it corrected yeah, itself. I'm young again. <laughs> Look at this spreadsheet well, I'm going to use incorrectly. <laughs> Stuff of that nature. Well, I don't think we need to dwell on this subject anymore, my OCD aside. So, are we calling it a day? Is that, is that it? Anything else related to that? <laughs> nope. In terms of this super helicopter high level look at the Drukari, no. When we do a deep dive into it, you're, I'm going to unveil reams of horrific material, and I'll also wear a shirt with no nipple covers, and just to give you the full horror just. of the Drakari. <laughs> is a shirt with no nipple covers just a shirt with holes in it? Is that is that a very yes? Is that the plan? Okay. It's just not wearing a shirt. I think it's just not wearing a top at all. I really like that shirt you're wearing, Dara. My favorite part is the nipple covers. Yeah. <laughs> like shoulder pads, but they've just yeah. so like felt <laughs> pads that have just been put on the front. Like. Right. Well, anyway. we've got to wrap up. Anything else? No. End uh, transmission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
All right, that's all from us. Thank you so much for listening. Details and imagery for the topics we've discussed in this podcast can be found on our website at layingdownthelord.com. We also have all our previous episodes on there, release schedules and merchandise. Again, if you're keen to support the podcast, just click on the support us link in the description and give us all your goddamn spawn dooley. We'll be back again soon displaying just how much I want to torture Chris as a Ducari. Until then, <laughs> goodbye. I love you, but I'm not in love with you.